0: I'm Sofia Yerksevich and on this episode of the Ness and My Story podcast, Brad Marchand talks about growing up as a rambunctious child and bringing that same energy onto the ice as a member of the Bruins.
1: He's always had that mischievous little glint in his eye. Just sprayed Carey Price after he made the save. You can't do it.
2: I loved it so much I just tried to spend every minute on the ice that I possibly could. This is a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be. and I don't know if I am good enough to play in, in this league. See my family like they're 10 or 15 rows up.
1: And he's pounding on the glass. He's pointing it to us. He's pointing it to us.
2: Knowing that we were going to win, yeah. having them there was, was pretty cool.
0: Sometimes it's having a family yourself that allows you to put childish things away.
2: It's changed my reason for playing the game. I used to love it and play it just because that's all I ever knew how to do and, and all I ever wanted to do. But you know, now it's providing for them and, and giving them the best life possibly can and going home and realizing that, you know, it's just a game and then we see them and uh, you know, you realize what's important.
0: Bradley Kevin Marchand grew up a 10-hour drive northeast of Boston in the hockey hotbed of Halifax. Let's talk about your childhood, honestly, and growing up in Nova Scotia and Halifax. What life was like when you were little?
2: Very simple. I think uh, that's one thing about the Maritimes and growing up where I did is it's a very simple life. Summer, it's baseball, and and winter, it's hockey. um, So that was really my childhood. If there was no ice on the ponds, we'd be in the basement shooting pucks or playing mini-hockey.
0: Lynn Marchand noticed her son's athletic talent early on.
1: Brad had such um, strength and agility at a very early age. He was two. My husband decided he would want to get Brad on skates. As soon as Kevin could get him on ice, it didn't matter where it was. It could be a pond, it could be a lake. We lived, we lived on a few lakes. Uh, Kevin also put a rink in our backyard.
2: I loved it so much I just tried to spend every minute on the ice that I possibly could. On the
1: weekends as soon as he was up he was on the ice and he wouldn't come in until after dark Until. Kevin would even have to go out and say, Bradley, in the house now, like, come on, you gotta get in. He pushed the limits of everything else, all other responsibilities, as he does, um, and to put hockey first. I
2: had to be doing something to do with hockey every day, so he kinda gave us a room in the basement to shoot pucks, to play ball hockey, and then we had our mini-stick room. Um, we put carpet down so that we could play knee hockey in the basement.
1: If they weren't playing hockey on, in the, on the ice, they were playing hockey on the street, or in the driveways, or uh, shooting pucks up against the garage walls.
2: They're really good about giving us the opportunity to have hockey in our life every day.
1: We've had to replace a few garage doors.
2: (laughs) We had a lot of fun with it.
1: Did a lot of uh,
0: people have backyard rinks or was yours the rink that everyone went to?
2: So when I was younger, like, you know, two till, uh, I'd say probably uh, seven or eight, we had a a really tight neighborhood. All my uncles, cousins, um, we all lived on the same little cul-de-sac, so, We'd all kind of congregate to, to our house, and, and uh, uh, we'd have huge, huge hockey games. And when we were younger, we couldn't all skate, so we'd just kind of be flopping around out there. And um, it was a cool little setup because we had our, our ice rink, but we had a huge hill right behind it. So you know, we we kind of roll from the ice rink down to the hill and toboggan with our skates on, and then walk back up, jump back on the ice, and so we we, we would just spend hours out there every day and. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it.
0: Oh my God, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, we and had a lot of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, when you're little and you just spend all day outside, you don't even remember what time it is. Really yeah, the exactly.
2: Best. It uh, And he was really good about putting lights up so we, you know, we could do it all night long too. And, uh, so we had a great setup.
0: So let's talk about what you were like when you were a kid. What yeah. kind of a... Uh, a little boy where you were on your parents and cousins?
2: I, I think we were all kind of brought up the same way. We we just very rambunctious and uh, mischievous. We <clears throat> were always trying to find trouble to get into.
1: I had to say it was Bradley Kevin, and he knew it. But he's always had that mischievous little glint um, in his eye, and he was born with it. It didn't develop as in time. He was not a child to sleep. He was only ever like a 20 minute napper because he had so much energy. He was just go, go, go. His brother is only 15 months younger than him. And uh, Brad is just always tantalizing him and just driving him crazy. And we said, one day, Brad, Jeff's going to get you back. And he, in time, Jeff stopped taking it and started giving it back. And Brad just thought that was hilarious, and he just laughed at him.
0: It's probably hard to sum up how much your parents had a role for you in, in hockey, but if you can talk about them a little bit, what kind of role they had in your family.
2: Yeah, Yeah, uh, they were huge. Uh, I think uh, anyone who's in our position and, and um, has gone through uh, the upbringing uh, in, in a hockey life, it, it's very difficult and there, there's so many different things that go into it. Um, the time that they spend uh, driving us back and forth to, to the rinks and uh, to the games, um, the financial cost of, of having to go through hockey is, is incredible and, and uh, just the dedication that they had. They were more dedicated to it than I was and you don't really realize that till now looking back um, how instrumental they were in. in uh, in me being here, we
1: don't see it as that. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this so that you can get to the NHL and you can be a, a, a star in the NHL someday. We we don't see it as that. We, we saw this as hey, we want you to grow up enjoying team sports and enjoying the comradeship that you develop with the friends on the team and just the sense of community.
2: It goes so much beyond um, the driving and and. Um, and in the, the financial aspect, but just mentally, the way that they um, they pushed me and and uh, the belief that they had in me, um, you know, in, in times where I didn't, I didn't think I, I could do it, or uh, where it, you know I hit speed bumps and, and didn't you know how I was going to come out of it, and just how they mentally rebuilt my mind and, and allowed me to get to a place where I knew that you know I could I could make this happen.
1: When he gives us credit, it's very touching and it makes us both very emotional and it it goes to our heart because to us we were just doing um, what we thought would be great for them.
2: I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't even have an opportunity to to be close to this if uh, if it wasn't for them so I owe it all to them and very appreciative of everything they've done for me.
0: Leaving home and heading further north, at age 16, Brad joined the Moncton Wildcats in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League.
1: He had been drafted to the Quebec Major Junior League and we knew he'd be going to Moncton. Now, we were very fortunate because Moncton's only two and a half hours away. But I cried. I said, no, I don't want him going away at 16. And Kevin, say, you know, Lynn, he may make it to the Q League. No, not at 16. He's too young. Commercial shoots score! I don't want him moving away from home. Kevin said, you're not, what, are you going to stand in the way of his hockey? I remember the day that we were driving him to Moncton, and he, his best friend came up and gave him a letter. He said, don't want you to open this just yet. He said, I want you to wait until you're in the car. So Brad's in the car, and I'm in the front seat, and I turn around, his head's against the window, and he's got tears streaming down his face, and he's got the letter open. So you knew Justin really got to Brad's heart, and I'm sitting there crying. At the, you don't have to do this, Brad. Like, you don't have to go. We can turn around and go back home right now. You know? And he said, no. He said, I'm going to go. It was really hard to leave him. But he never called back and said he wanted to come home. But he always kept in contact because he knew he, he missed home.
3: Along the boards, back behind the net the Mercer, the shot in front, the score, Brad. With second point of the night.
0: After two seasons with Moncton, the Bruins came calling. When you got drafted, um, can you just talk about that memory, that feeling? I was
2: at home. I stayed home for it. Uh, I, was, I wasn't going to be in the first round, so we had a party that day. Um, and at the time, the only the first round was on TV. I, I don't know how it is now, but so all the rounds after that were on the computer. So at the time we just had to continue to hit refresh to see all the draft picks. So we had. Hundred people in this little office. Um, you could not move. My
1: husband he bought a team jersey from every team in the league, so that when Brad or if Brad was drafted, we could present him with the jersey of the team that selected him.
2: The two teams that we were talking to the most were were Boston and the Islanders, and it just happened that um, my three coaches in, um, in junior had get hired to be the New York Islanders coaches and I got along really well with them. So I figured that I was gonna be going to New York or Boston and New York in the third round had two picks back to back and they picked one and then the next pick they were taking forever. We were getting like really frustrated and, and really antsy and yeah, so they hit refresh and my name popped up and the whole place erupted and went crazy, and so we thought I got drafted to the Islanders.
1: Everybody's jumping and hollering and hugging and just, just such a wonderful moment.
2: We looked back at because I mean it was small little uh, name on the computer. We just saw the name pop up and looked back and it showed Boston, so what had happened is Boston went and traded for the pick.
1: What's going on here, Bryce, with the Bruins, now, huh? And then with, are yay, we've got relatives in Boston. This is gonna be wonderful, too. They can keep an eye on him and help him out if he needs help.
0: So
2: that's why I'm with Boston now, but could very easily have ended up with the Islanders.
0: Fate sending him to Boston, it would be three seasons before he'd step foot on garden ice.
2: I'm fortunate enough to be able to play, uh, I guess, any role. I play offensive role, defensive role, and. It's a little bit of a pest. When
0: you got called up, can you remember that moment?
2: Uh, I was watching very closely from from Providence, it's what our routine was. We'd have dinner and and watch every Bruins game and then I was just kind of sitting by the phone waiting and sure enough get a call and it was, you know, the most incredible feeling because even if you're not, um, you know, officially on the team full time, you know, you Ultimately, accomplish the goal of playing in the NHL.
1: Just so excited, so nervous, because you really want them to do well, and it's uh, and you knew Bradley was so excited and and also probably nervous himself.
3: Marsha DeRider, he scores. Brad yeah, Marshawn's
2: first NHL point. Didn't sleep for you know the next couple of days until the next game, but it was the most incredible thing. Something you can't take for granted could end any day. And- um, you know, it's something I don't want to happen, so I have to continually continually work hard, and my whole life, I've, I've worked for this, and now it's finally here. It's, uh, it's something special.
0: DEBUT SUCCESS SLOWLY TURNED TO STRUGGLE. OFF THE post. WITH ONLY 1 POINT IN 20 GAMES IN HIS FIRST NHL SEASON, DOUBTS STARTED CREEPING IN.
2: I wasn't happy with how those 20 games went, and I thought before that that I'd be able to step in and be a good player, but at that point, I didn't know anymore I wasn't I was like man this is a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be and I don't know if I am good enough to play in in this league.
3: One guy goes down three lines change but In this circumstance, change may not be a bad thing. (laughs) Bergeron and Recchi stay together, but Brad Marchand slides up and plays the left side with that twosome. Midway through his
0: second season, an injury bumped Marchand to the second line.
3: Gives it away to Marchand, he's been all over the ice. Back across the green, and Bergeron buries it! And
0: he never looked back.
2: Come a long way from, from there to here, and so it's great that it all worked out. The Montreal
3: Canadiens take both of the first two games in Boston and send the Bruins up against the wall.
0: In 2011, Brad got his first taste of postseason adversity.
2: We went down two games to nothing and we came back and we had a meeting that Mark, Mark Recchi kind of started. And, and I think that really kind of brought us back down because, uh, you know, we were pretty close to hitting that panic button. And he kind of really comes down and, and settled everything, got us back to being confident and focusing on that next game, and you know, we, we fought our way back into that series. Marshawn
0: scores! Brad inspirational words fresh in their minds, Brad and the Bruins went on to defeat their rivals. The Bruins knock out Montreal! Six goals, Six assists in the first three rounds of the playoffs, Brad Marchand quickly became a household name. Brad Marchand in front! Defeating Tampa Bay in a thrilling Game 7, it was on to the final test in Vancouver.
3: He's learned the game, he's open-minded, he's got a little cockiness to him, which you like, but that endears him to his teammates. Loose puck to Marchand, banks it to himself up the right wing. Marchand going towards it, net, and he scores! What a goal by Brad Marchand, shorthanded!
2: I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, lucky bounces and, and uh, you know, lucky shots that uh, most of the time don't go in and, you know, they, they found that tonight, but uh, that's how it goes a lot of times. Bergeron
3: chipped in in front, Marshawn, back backhand, and he scores! On the doorstep, Brad Marshawn!
2: We feed off our, our fans and they seem to do the same thing, it just makes uh, yeah. makes it a little easier to play with there.
3: Right side, Marshawn, a red right shot, score! High glove side on Luongo, Brad Marshawn, and the Bruins have a one nothing lead! Saying the right things and meaning it and having your fellow players buy in. When the Bruins were down 0-2 in the first round of Montreal, it was Mark Reckie who said, I still believe in this team. Marshawn trying to settle it, takes it around the net, wrap around 10, score! And the Bruins are up 2-0.
2: My favorite part of that series was after we got the fourth goal.
3: Brad Marshawn for the empty net goal and a 4-0 lead for the Bruins.
2: We scored in in Berge and Rex. and myself were in the corner celebrating, and I remember looking up, and I could see my family, like they were 10 or 15 years old. Well.
1: And he's pounding on the glass, he's pointing it to us, he's pointing it at us. Such heartwarming uh, moment that he thought of us at that time, like he wanted to share that moment with us.
2: Just, uh, you know, knowing that we were gonna win and um, having them there was, was pretty cool
0: so you could see them from the ice and I'm sure you saw them and then what you just tried to focus back back on?
2: No I was, I started banging on the glass and pointing to them and then the guy was like hey, enough he thought I was making fun of the crowd but uh, um, and, and kind of showboating him but I was you know kind of celebrating with them. We were
1: being told to shut up and sit down and well, that's my son, like that's our son, like we, we couldn't stop celebrating it made it that much more special that Brad took time out to share that with us. It was such a heartwarming moment and touched all of us.
2: We had to bring it back in because there was still a couple minutes left in the game, so kind of brought it back to the guys and went to the bench and and then uh, the celebration began.
3: After 39 long years, the Cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions.
0: Seeing your parents and family probably flashes before, like the journey, right?
2: That's everything that we'd all been working for for you know, 22 years Woo! for it to kind of become a reality it was it was pretty incredible
1: we all grew up watching hockey and you know the stanley cup was such a huge accomplishment and still is most of the time thinking well that'll never happen to us we'll never see the stanley Cup. Yeah! having the stanley cup in our home and everybody being a part of that celebration was something they'll all remember for the rest of their lives. It's a moment that may never, ever come again.
0: And here's Marchand taking a pop at Landeskog. One of the NHL's most notorious pests is the way he is due to his size as a kid.
1: He knew he had to bring another element to his game. We knew he could score. We knew he could be a great playmaker. What he needed to also prove was that he could be a fourth-line grinder and he could be you'd bring physicality if needed. He started to play on that edge and really push those limits. And, you know, he's crossed them at times. But it's also got him to where he is today.
0: People would kill to have you on their team, but they hate playing against you. Fans, too. What's your reaction to that? Like, you know that you're so good, but yeah. you get under people's skin.
2: I don't do it so that other players hate me. I just, and, and fans, I, I play a certain way because... That's how I was brought up playing. That's what I had to do to to make it into the NHL and I can pretty much guarantee that if you said that you had to play like me and you could play in the NHL for as long as I have and as long as I will and win a Stanley Cup, I guarantee you, everyone would tell you they would do the same thing. So you do what you can to make your dreams come true and to accomplish your goals and to be part of a group and an organization that we have is Uh, I'm very proud of that and you know I don't take it for granted so all I'm concerned about is is being liked by the guys in the room and and the team and organization and and, uh, we're all good.
0: I mean, let's be real, though. If you were to ever go to another team, like, fans would be so happy to have you. It's just, like, they don't want to play against you because you're so hard to play against. That's why.
2: Yeah, and I get, you know, that's, I guess, compliment, right, that, you know, they they want, want you, but they hate you. So I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon so they can hate all they want.
0: How has being a dad changed your life on and off the ice?
2: It, it's changed, uh, you know, my my reason for playing the game. He's
1: a wonderful dad, a wonderful dad.
2: I used to love it and play it just because that's all I ever knew how to do and, and all I ever wanted to do. But, you know, now it's it's so much more. It's about building a legacy for them. He
1: can't do enough for them. He has so much love for them.
2: To be able to have them at the games and, and to see me do what, you know, I've been so blessed to do, it, it's pretty incredible. And, and it also makes it a lot easier coming home from, you know, tough games and, you know, then when you see them and, you know, you realize what's important so.
0: Especially probably your little daughter who doesn't understand what goes on so she's like hey daddy like you know what I mean.
2: My son gets what what's going on but she doesn't and, you know she could feel that something was wrong and uh, just it, it's incredible how they they put it together and she just flocked to me and was so much more cuddly and and loving she's just making sure I'm okay which is really weird but uh you know it was it was incredible
3: my story is part of the nesson podcast network the home for New England sports.